You're listening to the Oracle Podcast, where your story matters. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Oracle Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Amoa, and I just like to hope and just send prayers to everybody that everyone's doing well um, during this time of corona, that everyone's safe, everyone's in their homes, enjoying isolation. One of the hardest things about it is just that um, what you usually do, your usual routine, your usual routine has changed, but uh, I think that's okay, you know. Um, being able to change and still adapt and still do things you love. You can still do things you love, even though your circumstance changes. So uh, I, my prayer for everybody who's listening, everyone who's taking time to listen to the Oracle podcast, is that you're still able to find to, uh, find something that you love to do and do it and do it well. I enjoy the time with your loved ones who you might be isolated with. And if not, you know, uh, you can spend time with other people, FaceTime, Zoom, Skype, whatever, online thing that we've always had but we never really knew we needed until now is available so do that call somebody you haven't talked to in a long time uh message somebody you haven't talked to in a long time write a letter to somebody um and just read it to them because maybe you're scared to step outside to send it but it doesn't matter um focus on relationships focus on yourself develop your hobbies your habits use the time that you've never had in this time of trouble uh do the best to let the sun come in at this time. We have a very special guest, as all our guests, um, Pastor Francis Poole in New Zealand is with us, and he's going to be sharing his story in a little bit about what it means to abide uh, with Christ. And I I was actually tweeting earlier today, um, I, my mom would always gather us up for worship, like me, my brother, and I, and uh, we'd come together for sundown worship, and we always sing this song called Abide With Me, and I'd, I'd never... I really got the song. I used to be kind of annoyed by it. Um, The whole concept of just evening worship was so annoying because it would stop me from my games or whatever I was doing. Um, But um, now when I listen to the song Abide With Me as an adult, it just changes everything. Um, You know, being being, uh, so imperfect, yet asking God to move with you, um, making yourself available to move with God is just something that we should all desire. And it's a beautiful thing because that's what God wants us to do uh, with him. That's what he wants to do with us. So my prayer for all of you, um, as you stay safe, as you seek to do what you love to do with people you love, is that you also seek to abide with Christ. So thank you guys for tuning in. Continue to support the Oracle Podcast on all. Armita, leave a review, leave a like, leave a comment, or leave anything just to help our podcast grow. Stay blessed. Yeah. My name is uh, Francis Pule, um, and I am a child of God. And what I do for a living is that I am a church pastor, church planter, and also a school chaplain based here in Ipswich, um, Queensland, Australia. Thank you so much, Francis. Thank you so much for featuring on the Oracle podcast um, from the other side of the world in Australia. Awesome. Um, Let's start off. uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, your ministry. Um, How did you come into pastoring? Um, How did you end up in Australia? Well, I tell you what, I've got a younger brother, two years younger than me, Orlando Pule, who was serving there over in Canada. 
um, him and his wife Liz are, are, are heading the um, family ministries. And, um, and the reason why I, I, I mentioned my younger brother is because straight out of high school, he attended um, Fulton College in Fiji. And, um, but before that, we grew up in a family ministry. So we had parents who loved the Lord and also loved music. And it was that platform that we came to grow in our understanding and love for Jesus. So even though, and you know, to be transparent and honest, even though we grew up, my heart wasn't fully there. You know, the whole God thing hadn't clicked in. So in some ways I was serving God, but also serving myself to put things in perspective. But um, at that time, Orlando had gone to study. He had given his heart and wanted to um, pursue to follow God's call into pastoral ministry. So it was during that time my parents would always, you know, mention to me and say, if this is something that I would want to do. And I said, you know, that is totally far from what I want to do. You know, um, it's, it's not a pathway. So I believe that my parents have been praying for me, um, praying for me the whole time. And, and during that time, I had some life experiences, relationships and just some things that really hit me hard and really made me think about life. And so it was at that turning, um, it was at those moments in life, it was almost like the kingdom of God trying to break in those Kairos moments um, where he was trying to reach out to me. And, and I realized, you know, God was calling me into partial ministry. And so in 98, um, 1998, um, it was there that I came over to Australia to study theology um, at Avondale College um, here in Kurumbong. But even though that I had um, applied and, and I capacity we're all ministers but not all of us are called to be pastors and so it was during that four years of study coming towards the end that that i sort of felt you know what god is calling me into pastoral ministry wow wow and so i just like to ask you a little bit about um your upbringing because i think uh that's a huge thing we all experience um we might be in an environment where we're used by God. We might be in an environment where we're surrounded by uh, Christians and influential people that are trying to lead us to serve God. Yet it's hard for us to make that full choice and sacrifice and commitment. Um, and so what was that like? What was going on for you? Oh, man, there, there was, you know, I think the, the struggle was real in terms of growing up and my heart was being pulled, you know, there was that tension, that tension of living in between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And, and, and so life choices that, that I had made growing up, you know, I was free to make those choices, but the reality is that I wasn't free from the consequences of those choices. And, and so, um, but growing up in that family ministry really sort of cemented and gave me a good foundation um, and, gave me a, and gave me a picture of God that I still hung, hang on to today. Um, and, and, I, and I have to thank my parents for that. You know, they weren't perfect, 
but they demonstrated to me uh, a picture of God that I still have in my heart today. Wow. So was that something that you were able to turn back to? Like, is it something that was always kind of in your heart that allowed you to come back to, or was it that um, you had to have like a new experience? Because um, I always try and picture it that um, it's those moments where we do go to church when we're young. Um, it's those moments where we do participate in Sabbath school, yeah. whatever it is that yeah. like, sometimes God helps us like remember those times when yeah. we're going through yeah. the hard times. So that at least it gives us like, Oh, there was something. It was, there was a point for us to go to church every Sabbath growing up. There was a point for us to go do yeah. all these things. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think it all, it all plays a part in that. But ultimately, what you know, what what's what's keep me grounded in in, in ministry in particular, because um, because ministry has its highs and has its lows, and, and I think that every time I go through a low, I always reflect back on my calling. Um, has God really called me to this? And, and and it sort of takes me back to that point. And I think that life experiences, being involved in ministry at such a young age has sort of led me to that point, gave me a good platform and a foundation to really anchor myself in that calling. Wow. And so how were you able to define that calling? What is it that gives you that affirmation? Because that's a big thing, um, not just for pastors, in any job, people who are doctors, custodians, anything you do, like how do you define, how do you end up coming to a point where like this is my calling, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing and that I can always come back to it when I'm in times of discouragement. Yeah, I, I think that um, I think passion plays a huge part in it because if if um, if you're not passionate about that particular calling um, or passionate in that area of ministry, you're not going to last. You know, with pastoral ministry, it has so many it has so many things that I enjoy about it, but there are also things that I don't enjoy about it, and 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 if I'm not, and if it's if God is, hasn't called me to it, and I don't have a strong passion um, in that particular area, then I'm not going to last. Which is the reason why I've lasted this long, is because it's um, just reflecting and going back to my calling, affirming and um, allowing people to speak into my life that has been part of that journey. Uh, my parents, my brother, my wife, um, and also church members um, um, who have affirmed me along the way. And so God is able to affirm me, uh, not just through his word, but just through the people that I'm able to do life with and do mission with. Awesome. Uh, thanks again, Pastor Francis. I'd just like to ask you now a little bit, diving into when I asked you if there was a theme or something that you've always been learning with God um, in your walk with Christ, um, you said abiding in him abiding in him what does that mean wow that is a great question abiding in the theme abiding in in, in him hasn't really been a strong three theme throughout my whole ministry but it's only in the last it's only even though i've been in pastoral ministry but it's only been in the last probably three years um particularly putting in an environment of planting churches that I realized, man, I've got to, I've got to go skin deep in this whole thing. And, and, and so, um, you know, if I was honest, you know, there are things that have happened during the three years when we planted Life Switch Community 
that has really brought me to my knees. So this whole abiding in Christ, what that means, it means abiding in Christ in his word, abiding in Christ in, in, in prayer, abiding in Christ in the spirit, abiding in Christ in mission, and let me chuck in abiding in Christ in fellowship, fellowshipping with him, but also with one another. Hmm. Hmm. So, so, it, yeah. Yeah. What does that look like? How do you do that? How do we abide in Christ yeah. in those ways? Because I think uh, it's something that's very difficult. And sometimes um, we can go multiple days without ever abiding in Christ, without ever doing anything to move with him. And so what does that look like? And how did you find a flow for that? Yeah. So let's start with the word. Mm-hmm. Um, something that, uh, that I've been, um, something that I've, that I've really focused on and really empowered the people, my leaders at Life Search Community, some of my leaders, is the importance of abiding in Christ. And so we started this journey where we would, um, we would go through different books and we've only started in the book of Acts and we're coming towards the end of it. And we will have a process on how we journal that. So I empower our people to say, hey, find a time that best suits you. And so for me, I've been, um, yeah, been really going through the book, um, not so much chapter by chapter, but story by story. And, and really use like a, a really, uh, a sort of like a, a Bible mapping in terms to summarize what, what, what is really what I observe. Um, what picture of God do I get from this? What does it teach me about people? And, and, and also, is there anything for me to obey? You know, the game changer for me was, you know, we often hear people say, particularly when we preach or teach, and he goes, oh, man, there wasn't enough meat in that. Uh, I don't know if you can relate to that. Oh, no, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And, and then I say to them, the meat is in the application, you know, because I, I would often say, what did you do with the last thing that you learned? He goes, oh, nothing. And he goes, when you put it into practice, when you start to shift from looking for the new thing in the Bible story, look for something to obey and, and making sure you're in that relationship. So you're, 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 you're being obedient out of that overflow of in a relationship with Jesus Christ. So that is just so every, every day, for me, it's the morning. And, and, and I think I mentioned to you, I, I wake up about 4.30, 5 o'clock every morning and spend an hour. Now, there have been some days which have been really challenging because, because, you know, by default, I wake up, the first thing I want to grab is my phone, Facebook, check what's happening. So it's been a real discipline um, for me, you know, like any of prayer, reading the Bible, it's a real discipline, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to, to, to be in tune in that rhythm. And ultimately, those habits are going to shape um, and help us to become the people or the person that God wants us to be. So that's just, um, so, so Bible reading, um, prayer. You know, I have a section in there that I pray for, for, for people that I want to share the gospel either this week or the following week. Mm. And so gospel sharing has, so that helps me to be abiding in the spirit as well as being on mission. And so abiding in Christ, those five key areas, abiding in Christ for me in his word, in prayer, in the spirit, in mission, as well as in fellowship. And does that help you trust God? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And so, like, is there a way for us to, um, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this in a way, it's like, how do we, how do, where can we start when we're trying to abide with Christ so that we can learn to trust him and know that um, it's something that we need to keep committing to? Because sometimes I think the hardest part about trying to make time for God or hardest part about making time uh, in our day, waking up early, it's like sometimes we don't feel that uh, we're getting anything back. Yeah, yeah. I think that the whole idea is, you know, we often, you know, whether it's coming to a, a worship service, we ask the question, what am I going to get out of this? And, it, and I think we ask the wrong question. The question is not so much what I'm going to get out of this, but what can I bring, you know? And so when we take that principle from a big worship gathering into our own daily lives, Lord, this is what I'm going to bring to you this morning. And, 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 and I believe that when we come with that attitude and that posture, we will, we will receive the blessing. We will get out of it. Uh, but I think we need to put in perspective what do we need to, what we bring to the King of Kings, not once a week, but each day, each morning or each night. Mm. And so what are the things that we can bring? Like what someone, especially a young adult or a teenager, you know, I think it's, uh, for, for us, it's easy for us to get in the mentality that um, pastors are the people who are just supposed to bring things, you know? Um, uh, I think even for me, I can at least, like, motivate myself to do devotions because I'm a pastor. I need to be fed so I can feed oh, others. Yeah, but yeah. Um, if I'm not a pastor, if I'm not an elder or something, like, what is my motivation? Yeah. Motivation, I guess for me, is, is to spend time with Jesus. Mm. And I think that um, because it's easy for us as, as pastors to read the word because we wanted to prepare for a Bible study. We read the words because we're preparing for a sermon. But we don't um, realize the importance. We read the word because we want to spend time with Jesus, mm. but also be able to allow Jesus to speak into us. And so I highlight abiding in Christ for me, abiding in his word and abiding in the spirit. It's kind of like listening to God in his word, looking backward, listening backward. And in the spirit is listening forward. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so um, it's important for us that when we, when we come is that we come to hear the voice of God. It's, it's positioning ourselves. Wow. And in that way, it, it sort of propels us to go forward. Wow, wow, wow. That, yeah, that, that changes things because um, I'm not doing it to receive anything. I'm not doing it uh, for any uh, outward reason, external reason. I'm doing it to have a relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. That's, that's why abiding in Christ. And so that's why um, for our community church, we have a strong emphasis where we inspire our people to go out and, and share the gospel in, in everyday life, you know, through conversation at cafes at you know, and their, their testimony. But that whole idea of we can focus so much on the outward that we forget about the inward and how much we need to abide. So when we go out, we are abiding in Christ. And so that's been a real game changer for me in the last couple of years. You know, it's interesting how God works 
and allows things to, to, to humble me to a point where, man, I really can't do this. And, and you know, we, we, we understand that in our minds, but to actually be humbled in, in different circumstances, it, it, yeah, it just clicked for me. Wow. And so, uh, Francis, how did you make that, uh, that choice when you were younger to follow God and to give up uh, the things that were distracting you from making that full choice? Wow. Just rephrase that question again. Like, how did you, what was it that allowed you to just drop? Because you said you were struggling with making choices that were just serving you rather yep. than choices that serve God in the way that you knew you were supposed to. Yeah. Um, but how did you make that choice, like, that to just drop those things? Yeah. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, who are you becoming? And I think that if I was honest with myself, the things that um, that I was doing and thinking, it was leading me on a path where I was doing life and ministry independent of God. And so each individual will come to a point where they realize, "Whoa, what am I becoming?" And then, and then, and then, as I read in Scripture. The picture of Jesus or the vision of Jesus and realize how far I have drifted away and becoming more and more like Jesus in every area of life. And so it humbled me to a point where, where I realized, where particularly when I was a young person, I'll come to a point and realize, wow, how did I get to this point? And it's sort of like, you know, that, that phrase, repent and believe. And so there was a whole lot of repent and believing as I was growing up, realizing that I wasn't happy with who I was becoming. Um, and, and then it sort of made me think, repent and believe. And it's kind of like there were multiple turning points growing up. And even, even in pastoral ministry, um, since I've been in pastoral ministry in 2002, there have been many times where I've had to repent and believe, repent mm. and believe. And so it's an ongoing process. It's an ongoing process. Well, that's huge because I think one of the things that we hope for um, is that when we make that choice to try to leave behind things, that it yeah. leaves us forever, but it doesn't. Yeah. We always have to repent and believe. It's almost like... A, um, uh, when I use the phrase, you know, a disciple is someone who is following Jesus into all of life and someone who is becoming like Jesus in every way. And so if, if you, if you, you know, whatever, whether you're a pastor or whether you're a dentist or teacher or student, just think of, I keep asking that question, you know, am I, Am I following Jesus into all of life? And um, am I becoming more and more like Jesus in every way? And we can only do that when we surrender. And that surrender is, is an ongoing process. You know, you surrender today and then tomorrow or two days down the track, we often lose sight. And it's almost like we have to surrender or repent and believe. So it's an ongoing process. Wow, that's amazing. That's really inspiring. And I think uh, that's something that we need to hear because 
um, we forget to ask ourselves that question, like, what am I becoming? I like that you asked that because that's a huge question that makes us stop and then look to really zoom out for a second. Because if we don't ask ourselves, next thing you know, it's too late. Or next thing you know, it's like we're so far from ever yeah. even expecting where we were supposed to be or even understanding that we were moving in direction. Yeah. Wow. Um, just in closing, I'd just like to ask you, um, if there's someone listening who is struggling with abiding in Christ or um, making that choice just to give up, to, to focus their time in growing with God and, um, and helping him guide uh, what we're becoming, what would you tell them? Wow. First of all, I would encourage them to, um, to fall in love with Jesus again, even if that meant spending time in the Gospels and getting a very beautiful picture or vision of, of Jesus in a way that they can start to, um, to, to start that walk with them and start that relationship with them. Um, one of the things that have helped me to abide in Christ, I've mentioned abiding in his word. And one of the lost arts in the Western world is the memorizing of scripture. I used to memorize scripture when I was a kid. And, um, and, and over, the, over the last maybe year that I've just started back up again. And that's just helped me to stay grounded. And so, um, and, it's not, and it's not only my journey, but I've been part of others who are on the same journey in our leadership team. And we're just slowly making that a habit because it's, it's in those moments that God can speak to us. We can listen to him in his word, but also um, in his spirit. So I would encourage to, um, you know, to, to, to seek God's word and in prayer, but always ask yourself, why? Why am I doing this? There's always a why for everything. And if you're doing it for the wrong reason, then you got to ask him that God will reveal himself. Like, for example, when you read scripture and you're just getting into that habit of just reading, reading, ask yourself why. Is it because you're trying to get your next Bible study or prepare for your next sermon? I, I think there's a place for that. But I think the important thing is that God wants to spend time with you. And, it's be, and, and what, what we need to do is that we need to be intentional with that. We need to find a time that works best for the individual to really be quiet and be still in the presence of God and be able to hear the voice of God through his word. And as you are going, as you are going in whatever capacity you find yourself in, um, you can still listen to the word of God through the spirit.